Welcome to this third episode of the podcast, What Lies Within, A Journey of Self-Exploration. I've wanted to record this podcast for quite some time now, three months to be exact. For some reason, I haven't been able to be creative lately, so I decided to put it aside. But after this past weekend, I've finally been able to integrate the experience that I'm about to recite. I write about my most meaningful experiences and this podcast series is based on the content of my journal. What you are about to hear is very personal and close to my heart. But before I do get into it, I want to make it clear that I do not encourage the use of DMT-based medicine like ayahuasca, psilocybin mushrooms, peyote, LSD or any other mind-altering substances. They are not meant for everyone, but for me, they are a powerful tool. I use them to explore my psyche. They speak to me. They reveal what I truly am. My views and opinions might differ from yours, but I would like you to keep an open mind. This episode is about an ayahuasca ceremony that took place in April 2021. I will not assume you know what ayahuasca is, so I will take the time to explain what it is where it comes from, and why do people consume it. Chances are that ayahuasca is illegal where you live. Here in Canada, though, our government has granted federal importation exemptions to specific churches. What is ayahuasca? Where does it come from? And why is it consumed? Ayahuasca is a brew made from specific leaves and vines found in the Amazonian basin. The leaves naturally contain a high level of DMT. That is what is responsible for the mythical experience. The vines contain monoamine oxidasis inhibitors. The reasons the vines are added to the mix is because without them, your liver breaks down DMT too rapidly for the body to feel its effect. The vine slows down that process, allowing for the mind-altering effects to be felt. The actual preparation of the brew takes several hours, often taking place over the course of multiple days. First, the plant material is boiled individually in large pots. Once ready, the brews are then boiled together. This combined brew is what is taken by participants in ayahuasca ceremonies. There are evidence that ayahuasca has been used for more than a thousand years in the regions of Brazil and Peru. The reasons for its consumption is simple. It alters the human consciousness. The spiritual awakening and rebirth experienced by many has been described as gaining access to a higher dimension. Once swallowed, the brew takes between 15 minutes and an hour to take effect and it can last up to 6 hours. The effect include great elation, amplification of emotions, hallucinations, and a feeling of euphoria. Its purgative properties can cause vomiting, diarrhea, sweating, crying, and other forms of release as the body cleanses itself. Body, Mind, and Setting Because of their potency, Medicines like ayahuasca are meant to be taken seriously and consumed under the supervision and guidance of an experienced shaman. Two weeks prior to the ceremony, the participants are to follow strict dietary guidelines, recreational drugs, 
caffeine, fermented foods, meat, fish, alcohol, and sex are to be avoided. It is also recommended that one abstains from social media and violent movies. I could go into more details, but I think you get the idea. I believe that these medicines are one of the most powerful tools we can use to achieve a higher level of consciousness. They are teachers. They temporarily recalibrate our perceptions, allowing us to see the world through our heart instead of our traditional five senses. The Ceremony I arrive to the shaman's house. This is where the ceremony will take place. After knocking, a middle-aged man answers the door, all dressed in white, smiling from ear to ear. He greets me with a hug. It is a meaningful hug, powerful and from the heart. Welcome, brother, or his first words to me. The house is in a shape of a dome, yet very modern. A fireplace is located in the middle of the living room. People are sitting on the couches surrounding it, as well as on the area rug conversing. This is a private ceremony. I know all the participants already. My best friend, my then girlfriend, her mother, her brother, and his girlfriend. There are six other individuals that will be helping with the ceremony. Four men and two women. One after the other, they embrace me. Even the two cats come to say hello. The love in this house is insanely powerful. This is not my first ayahuasca ceremony. Years ago, I've attended one in Peru. But for my best friend, my ex's mother, and her sister-in-law, this will be their first experience with entheogens. We are blessed. The shaman and his wife have guided thousands of people before and have been doing so for more than 10 years now. The shaman has long hair, a beard, and is also dressed all in white. He reminds me of Jesus. His wife has the most incredible smile I've ever seen. She radiates femininity and love. We are in good hands. It's now 5 p.m., two hours until the start of the ceremony. Just enough time to go over the procedures, any questions that we might have, visit the temple, choose our sitting areas, and leave the things we want with us during the ceremony. The temple is a new addition to the house, another dome-like structure made of wood logs with a high ceiling. It reminds me of my house. Portraits of old teachers, shamans and prophets are hanging on the walls. Instruments like guitars, harmoniums and drums can be seen on the far end of the temple. Fast forwarding to the time of the ceremony, I'm nervous. It's been a long time since I've done ayahuasca. Sitting there in silence, I'm trying to center myself. My heart is pounding, the same way it did before a fight. I can't understand why I'm so nervous. I've done my fair share of similar substances, yet I've never felt like this. Why am I so nervous? As the shaman and his helpers are getting ready, I'm trying to lower my heartbeat with breathing exercises. I keep thinking about my intentions for being here. Weeks prior to the ceremony, the shaman asked us to come up with our intention. One single word to describe our reason to be here. My intention is simple. Consciousness. I want to become more conscious about everything in my life. During every minute of every hour, 
I want to live every emotion as they happen, every situation as it unfolds. Cheesy as it may sound, I want to live in the moment. I want to be conscious of the times when I speak too much, when I'm not being a good listener, when I should give more space to the people around me, when I get too busy, recognize that I need to slow down and take some time for myself instead of always focusing on the future and achieving my goals. Three doses of the ayahuasca brew are going to be served to us tonight. The first one being a full dose, the second half a dose, and the third a quarter dose. The second dose will be served an hour after the first one, and the third an hour and a half after the second. One by one, we have to get up and kneel before the shaman to receive the medicine. It is my turn. I get up and walk to the shaman. After pouring it into a glass, he recites a prayer and hands it to me. My heart is beating faster than ever. I think about my intentions and voice it out loud and swallow the content of my glass. I get up and walk back to my seating area. The seating areas consist of a small foldable mattress, a few pillows, blanket, and a puke bucket, just in case we feel the need to throw up, which happens quite often during these ceremonies. Once again, in silence, I close my eyes and prepare myself for what is to come. At this point, there is no way to gauge how long I've been sitting here. There is no clock in the room, and the sun has already set. Two candles are providing the light we need to navigate in and out of the temple. This is when the singing starts. The shaman is playing the guitar. His wife and another woman are playing the harmonium. They are singing in perfect harmony. The shaman's voice is rugged and masculine. His wife has the intonation of a loving mother. The other woman has pain in her voice. It adds a different dimension to their singing simply beautiful. As I'm listening to the music, the most incredible feeling of love arises. It will be hard for me to do it justice. I do not possess the word to describe how I feel. Divine love. I'm baiting in it. It's like the universe is holding me in its arms. Imagine for an instant being hugged by God. This is paradise. The euphoria I'm feeling must be what we experience after death, once our soul has left our physical body and rejoins the all. How can I be scared of death after getting a taste of the afterlife? Time for the second service. These words bring me back to reality. Until then, I was unaware of my surroundings. This time, the shaman is coming to us. As the shaman sits in front of me, I want to thank him. All I can think of doing is hugging him. Understanding the gesture, he hugs me back. This feeling of bliss persists throughout the second and third dose. I spend the whole ceremony in this state. What a blessing. It seems that the ceremony is coming to an end. We are asked to stand up, to form a hugging circle, and to recite a prayer. What an experience. As it is customary, 
plates of fresh fruits and banana cake are brought in. Yes, banana cake. We gather around the food, eat while discussing our individual experiences. And this brings the ceremony to an end. What comes after? Today, as I reminisce, I realize that at that point, it was the most meaningful experience of my life. How am I to integrate this into my day-to-day life? How does one go back to normal life after this? Is the physical world even real? Or is it just a fabrication of our mind? How do I take all the love that was given to me and give it back to the world? Long are the days when I analyze everything with my mind. Instead, my heart is what I will follow.